on today's episode of Strike Gold. We have Jan Janko with us talking about why strategy is more important than tactics and why you should reconsider your advertising channels before you go straight to Facebook. You're listening to Strike Gold with Jonathan Kahn and Roy Pervarczyk, and today we have a special guest, Jan Kotliarski. It's good enough? Almost. Close. Yeah, close enough. I messed it up. There's an <laughs> R more than that. I, Sorry, man. I think this is one of the hardest names that we have. Yeah. And you got it almost I was almost right good. Like, but <laughs> when know. we still practice Ilana Foss in front of the mirror. It was fast. It was fast. She doesn't know how to spell her name. <laughs> Anyways. I hope she won't listen to it. And just to like take a second beyond the fact that we're talking about how bad I am with names, I'd like to also point out that we are recording also in a special location today. Yeah. We are special guests today. Or we are guests. Yeah, we, we got tags. Yeah. Yeah. We are special guests in Cyber Reason, I think it's one of the top three uh, cybersecurity companies in the world right now. It's number one for us. Yeah, but they're number one in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> That's what. That's where it counts. And we're in their, actually, music room, which is kind of crazy. So it's a very cool room, and we're very thankful so to... So this episode would be 30 minutes interview and 30 minutes uh, yes, music session. <laughs> So you, know, you know what? Roy's going to play the music for this episode. Right. I would record that. I'd be more than happy to do that. We can do that. Yeah, we can do it. All right. Uh, so, hi, Jan. We've been hi. ignoring you a little. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how are you? What are you? What, what do you do? Where are you from? Go for everything. Okay. Um, what is your favorite thing? He walks on the beach? Yeah. Nah. nah. I just have to say, this is the most intimidating episode we've ever had in terms of voice, because you both have like such like, a low, we resonating have, yeah. voice. Yeah, I explained to my son. I was like, you have a deep voice already. You're a kid. You're like seven. When you become a man, people are just going to listen to you just based on your voice. I love, it, I love it. And then like, he opens his mouth, and it's like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. His voice. Father, <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you think people listen to me? <laughs> He's like, yo, <laughs> yo, dog. <laughs> um, so, oh yeah, so yeah. please, yeah. Yeah, so I'm from Russia. No, but no, less important. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm uh, the VP Digital at a company called The Trail, and which uh, helps tech B2B uh, companies grow. I'm responsible for the uh, um, digital execution, as we call it. Uh, we actually coined, we, we call it uh, brand monetization. Uh, we have brand building and brand monetization. We'll explain later about what we do. Uh, from Tel Aviv, married, happily, ever after. And my wife just embraced my last name, so I'm very happy. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> she can pronounce it. I guess that's what rolls into matters. Yeah. She's, she's, into, she's now into a, a whole new world of, uh, of pronouncing the name syllable by syllable. I can only give her some advice from Provarchik <laughs> that usually always just have to uh, presume, like, presume people wouldn't know and smile and say, it's okay. No, 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 <laughs> I know your thing. Roy, from as a child, dealing with his last name, just printed business cards and immediately yeah. became a businessman. <laughs> Came so, in first grade and like, that? Roy, and she's like, here's my card. As a child, I thought it was like one of the hardest names, but as I was going more into business... You realized it was fast. No, it was fast. No, I realized everybody was calling me like Povarczyk and they would actually know me by my last name. Yeah. So I spent the first 20 years of my my uh, life explaining how to pronounce it. And now I'm all, like already 12 years in, like being known as Povarczyk and Roy. So this, this is one of the reasons why I have a nickname. People mostly know me for Janko, which Janko. is Jan and Kotliarski together. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because when you say... When it's, Yan- it's, it's do you, when you make the logo like Yandex? Like just... Like, <laughs> <laughs> and no, but actually my website... Service my, webs- <laughs> my website is Yan Yanko. My business is Yan Yanko. When I go and give consulting or, uh, I don't know, uh, lectures, it's, it's Yan Yanko. I always thought it because you didn't want them to be able to trace you and know where you live. Nice. Nah, <laughs> you know, it's just one of my commanders in the army. He looked for a way to call my oh. name because he's, he used to call people by the last name, like, Cohen, come over here. Like, uh, and you're, yeah. and you're like, and he was like, and then he realized he never Jesus. calls you for anything. <laughs> <laughs> How should I yeah. call you? Yanko. Like, like at the end of the service, always like he always got it easy. Nobody ever like, <laughs> yeah, no one ever asked him to do anything. Yeah, like, it was just, <laughs> yeah. That's actually right. that's actually. And now we spent like 20 minutes talking about your name. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Thank yeah. You so, so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you. That was great. Um, this no, is so fun with flags. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, please tell us more about what you what you do, where, where you are, and what, what's going on because it's super interesting. Yeah, so I'm in a trail since May this year, actually, or last year actually, 2018, and I discovered an entire world of marketing and strategy, which I think most of the people don't even know that this world exists. Um, and what strategy is for tech B2B companies and how to deal with it and how to implement it and how to use it and how to structure it. And if I just do some drop naming just for people to understand who are we dealing with or working with, like so Gong.io is one of our uh, latest projects, one of our most favorite ones. We worked with the Sysands and um, Clarity and Kato and uh, the whole Team 8 group. We actually gave them this name, teammate. It's our job. Um, and a lot of... A so lot you more. really go deep from like the branding stage into the... Mar- like we, like what we figured out is that if a tech company wants to do business, and we, when we say business, we mean like in, in large scales. This is why, by the way, we take only companies that after round A, at least... Yeah. Uh, because our process is kind of heavy process. It's a long process. It's six months. And we understood that at, at some point, companies stop growing, especially startups. They stop growing because the first phase of a startup is usually made out of connections. I know someone, he will come, he will uh, suggest our company to his friends and so on, but at some point it stops and you need to grow. Right. And in order for you to grow, you need a brand, a strong brand. And the problem with tech companies is that if you go to their websites, all of those websites are either blue, gray, white, uh, like Microsoft used to be, by the way. Right. Very heavy corporate. Uh, a lot of companies think that she, they, uh, for some reason they need to copy what corporates in, in the U.S. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and th- people just don't remember them. They can't remember them because they don't have a brand. They don't have uniqueness. No one understands what they do. And even if... The brand looks good because they went to a certain branding agency. It means nothing nothing because they don't know how to tell their story. And it usually goes to, we have amazing AI, we can optimize, we do cyber risk uh, security or whatever. And so either everyone else says the same or it doesn't mean anything because doing AI means nothing. So what we do, we actually take companies, we learn those companies uh, we have a strategy uh, um, part in our company. We have a creative department. That we have at least 30 designers and 3D artists. And we have uh, art directors and we have a video editor. We actually have would a video. You, would you say you're more of a creative agency than a media agency? So up until the last year, we were focused on brand building, on creating brands. Okay, I, I just, I just want to jump in and say something because this is really interesting for me because I know you for... 
I think almost 10 years now. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Uh, and it's just got very deep. Yeah. yeah. We're holding hands. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like, can't see it right now, but they're holding, holding hands. hands. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm showing him pictures for the first time we met. Uh, uh, you carry these in your wallet? That's so cool. Every day. I was waiting to meet you for 10 years. <laughs> this is the day of our anniversary. No, uh... You like you have a you have a child. <laughs> it's, it's this yours. is yours. <laughs> yours. Uh, anyway, no, but uh, in Israel, at least you're mostly famous about your. Uh, f- uh, mo- I want to say uh, advertising or like Facebook skills yeah. in running paid campaigns in like I think any scale, any creativity, any like uh, you are one, if not the most knowledgeable person I know, and I think. Branded wise in Israel, you are like number one. Uh, not 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 doing any beefing between you and the uh, oh <laughs> uh, uh, for Facebook advertising. So for me, starting this conversation with so much essence like on brand was surprising. Like we didn't speak since you moved to like since you moved to the new company. Yeah. So so it's in- really interesting for me because I I suddenly hear you like all in all all brand, which is like very different from. Uh, from like what, so, what yeah, so at the beginning. I think it's not brand, but actually strategy. Brand is inside of it. It's yeah, a brand it's strategy. Strategy. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think that one of the main issues, I would say, and, and I was part of it, is that a lot of people go very quickly to tactics. Right. This is why we have so many courses, and I actually teach in those courses um, about Facebook advertising, Google advertising, LinkedIn, PPC content, whatever. But we almost don't have any uh, uh, courses about strategy. And, yeah, people know me for Facebook advertising, but uh, in the last two years, I've refocused to strategy, to think from above and then to bottom. Mm -hmm. Because deciding if you want to advertise on Facebook is a tactical move. Right. It's based on situation analysis. It's based on uh, research. It's based on... I'm deciding to advertise on Facebook because my persona is there, because I can deliver my message there, uh, and I can do it this or that way. So the fact that I have knowledge uh, in Facebook advertising or digital advertising as a whole is a good starting point, but I think that uh, it's more important to know strategy, understand strategy, how to build a, a, a strategy plan than how to run a Facebook campaign. Right. Um, and today, the advertising world is filled with technicians. We call it technicians, people who run campaigns. But there is almost no logic, no um, brains. Right. So, and it goes, by the way, everywhere. Like digital uh, uh, um, companies, agencies, when someone approaches them, they, they, they immediately tell you, okay, we'll do... A three blog posts, we'll do a Facebook campaign, a LinkedIn campaign, a Google campaign, we'll run it for three months, and you'll get leads. And clients usually are like, okay, we guess it's the right way to do it. It's fine, because I think it's usually the other way around. I think usually you get clients, and they're like, yeah, strategy is nice, we need to have a campaign by tomorrow. Yeah, but they ask for things that they hear. Right. Okay, a lot of uh, uh, VP marketing or CMOs or whatever, it's very hard for them to understand what really needs to be done. So they just speak what they hear. And it's, it's Facebook campaign, it's Google campaign. It's a concept. Or exactly. Yeah, but, like, oh, I need to have this, but, I need to have this. But and then I, when they I, get I, into it a little, they're I like, think of I need a strategy. I think of a lot of the companies. You actually have a lot with the social stuff. People come and pay you for strategy. They're not paying you for just yeah, running a campaign. So, or so, running what, an idea. so usually what we get is two kinds of clients. 
we got the clients who come in and they will spend like six months on strategy with us and doing the research, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then a lot of them would go with the execution to someone who's like more technician in a, in a way. We're changing this now with stardom because we're bringing more hardcore technicians into the company. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other type of clients who come and they don't care about strategy. They just want the technician. And we're like, yeah, so this is the process. We do research. We do user interview. And, and we actually, we had, a, we had a client that we helped with conversion rate optimization. And we had to negotiate the research phase into the process because, like, no, just, like, tell us what to do. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but, it, like, I can tell you b- bigger button, change picture, but, like, I don't know why am I saying this. Yeah. Like, I don't but know if it's th- This is actually the reason why we don't take uh, companies who want only campaigns. We take companies who need the whole solution. They need the a brand repositioning and right. then execution. So wait, that's interesting. Brand repositioning. Yeah, this is our main like. Okay. Uh, so so basically, it would be like companies who grew to a certain phase, exactly. and now they start feeling the hurdles of like really growing up, and you're like, yeah, like all of this is right, <laughs> like it's like extreme makeover, like all of this is. Yeah. Like now we're gonna so if I'll well, give an example, move up yeah. your head. so if I'll <laughs> give an example, Gong, as I, as, as I mentioned, they existed like two or three years before they came to us. And Udi, which is an amazing marketeer, and he built an amazing marketing team, an amazing marketing, uh, um, I would say, effort uh, inside the company. And then once the marketing fundamentals were straight and it's working, he understood, they understood that in order to grow, running campaign is not enough. You need a brand. And if you go to their website, you'll see that their brand has almost nothing to do with a tech B2B... The older brand. Comp- no, at, at all. Like, you don't see oh. uh, all those slogans. What you see, I don't know if you've visited their website yeah. lately, it's like a Netflix show. Right. Okay? This is the image. Because they understood that salespeople want to uh, be... They have scientists, have, have, and they, they need to be... Or to look like happy people. And, and this is what they... What they what they're trying to like to show that our solution gives your salespeople the freedom to be like very happy they're very and we have science inside of it um, and going by the way it's a, again it's a very good example for a company that doesn't go for the uh, um, buzzwords because usually what a company does they even if they have a brand they did the repositioning process, and then they say, okay, now we need leads. Why? Because. Right. They don't even understand what they need to do with this, those leads. Um, and then they go Facebook, Google, another white paper, another blog post. Blog posts are very, by the way, technical blog posts that don't interest anyone. Right. No funnel. I mean, top of the funnel, middle, bottom. Um, the fact that people say, what? To have a blog post for the bottom funnel, it doesn't make any sense. But it is if it's written the right way. Anyway, um, what Gong understood is that the, their audience actually uses the subways in San Francisco. So they, they said, why not to put outdoor media on the subway? Right. And this is what they did. A tech B2B company. Okay? They also put a huge sign in Ritzelia, uh, in Machlef Asira, the Asira Junction. So people in the U.S. can search for it. Yeah, Google. they're going to go on Google and be like, where is that? Where is that? Where is yeah, that so thing? they put it on the bridge, a huge sign that said, welcome Gong employees. When you right. go inside Atzele uh, Pitoch and when you go right. out, they said, have a nice day, Gong employees. Okay, and he said that the number of people who entered the career page during this campaign was like 400% up. Right. So it's 
amazing. And we did all the uh, so execution and uh, of the media. So an interesting story, by the way, because we worked with Gong at the beginning, and this this was when we just started Stardom as a company, and it was one of our biggest fuck ups. We had a new this is like this is like a sad story. We had like a SEO, a new technical SEO person, and he basically screwed up the entire process. And, so and I, he, when he was lying to us about not about uh, screwing it up, well. and, and I and Udi is one of my favorite people. Yeah. And now he hates you. Know? <laughs> I feel I feel professional. We don't hate him. He's a nice guy. I yeah. think the profession is some, somewhere deep inside. He might yeah. actually, so, uh, and so it was like one. I don't think he. Fun. I don't think he won't hate you. No, as far as I know, person, no, no, person. even not professional. As far as I know, Udi, he won't hate you. He understands. You know, for example, Udi doesn't do almost SEO. Okay, um, and I hear no, but I think they they don't do it as a strategy. Yeah. And the fact, uh, the, the reason is that they understand that you do SEO as a strategy when you can move the needle. If you can't move the needle, you don't do it. Yeah, like if it's the search pointless. volume, does it, yeah, like exactly. the search volume like doesn't prove To appear on the highest rated no. uh, uh, word and to fight for it as if your life depends on it, it's useless. So, uh, I had this conversation with a fight from aerobotics at the time. And the SEO for them, for example, was one of like the biggest traction channels. And it's like it doesn't have a lot of search volume, but it was really meaningful. So, it, because like, it's if a, it's you a already search for like automatic drones for your yeah. Farm, so this is a bit this yeah, is a bit of different. I search for that every yeah. Tuesday. I don't think it's SEO as much as uh, positioning. And in their case, they were pioneers. Okay, yeah. they wanted to like to conquer a certain position, and once someone will, will look for it, they will find. Right. Uh, uh, th- this company, which is also a strategy to go for, uh, but Gong, what they do actually very good is content marketing, and yeah. to do it also, you won't think about it yourself because the old me would say, yeah, let's do a LinkedIn campaign, let's do a Facebook campaign. Maybe it will give them some leads and everything, but for the long term, it doesn't affect the company. What they do, they post LinkedIn posts from a pro- pro- private profile. They have this uh, guy called Chris. So, yeah, so Chris Orlab, the thing that he was a huge sales influencer before joining the company. Yeah. He had his own startup, then he joined so the company. So what they do, they, they upload posts from his profile right. about things that interest the audience, of course. Right. Not about the company itself and how, the, 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 how great the company is. And only the most successful posts become blog posts. Mm, that's smart. Okay, so they're going the other way around. Usually you, you upload a blog post and then you spread it all over, hoping that it will get traction somewhere. I'm going I'm to ask you like the classic uh, client agency question. Wait, I, 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 just, I just want to focus on Sorry, I want you to ask your question. I just want to understand. So they, they take only the most successful ones and then they post it on their, on their blog, I'm yeah. assuming, yeah. right? Because th- they understand that the, this is what will be interesting for the clients. Okay, so then the, the question is consistency-wise, if it if it works though. Yeah. Why not? Like, yeah, you, you because see, wouldn't it be more important to have more blog posts coming out than just having the best no, blog only, posts? No, only only if you like so more blog posts is only important. Like what one, is it? If that you do it's, one it's really, really good one and no, four little mini mini no, ones. No, they that do are not blog important. posts for example that are about statistics from the platform. They don't okay. increase for that. Okay, but the. But the guest ones, the big ones, are really going to move the needle. Are the ones exactly. that are okay, got it. And you can see his post on, on LinkedIn. It's crazy. He has like hundreds of comments on LinkedIn. 
people just tag their friends, salespeople. Okay, this is awesome. their audience, yeah. and it's it's mind blowing what he but, what but, he's doing with content. But um, sorry, strategic no, because strategically there are two things here. Because uh, one, looking at the growth phase, and this is also like a, a channel that will be saturated eventually. And then you like you need to again go to a deeper level, like a higher or like bigger distribution channel. But uh, like this is like. I, I know my answer, but like um, usually that's where a client or a company would say, but what happens if the writer leaves or like this person leaves the company? What do we do then? Um, I don't think... It, isn't it the plan of like HubSpot to basically like keep getting as many guests? No, no, it's, it's no, because... Uh, because he becomes no, like a, Gong, a face Gong, of he's the... Like, he's like a, he's like a uh, inherent part of the company. And his audience as an influencer in the sales world is what brings a lot of traction in terms of like traffic yeah. and, and so the question is giving him so much power might be dangerous. Yeah, so like there's two like uh, like I, I'm gonna I, like I would love to get you like this is actually turned into a gong session which is funny but, uh, <laughs> but like, like I would I would love to get your answer then like maybe I would weigh in. With First, I would love to hear Udi's answer for that, but well, I think get Udi here as well. <laughs> Yeah, Call him yeah. Musk. Well, we just had a whole gaga. <laughs> we don't need him. We already gave yeah. all the answers. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, but but I think that first of all, let's say in the uh, bad scenario, if Chris leaves the company, you can always use other influencers because Gong is strong enough already right. to so that other influencers will, will want to write for Gong. Uh, and about things that interesting for the Gong audience. And I think right. that this is more important than who writes it because I talked once to Udi and he said. What we've discovered is that usually there are two types of companies. The one that write what, is, what they think is interesting for the audience and the one that actually write what's interesting for the audience and not what they think that is, is right. interesting. And this is what Gong's write about. The posts that Chris writes are posts that are interesting to the audience and not always straightly Gong-related. Right. It's Gong-related because it's talking about sales. And Gong is in the sales uh, uh, world. It's, it's like proper content marketing versus what most companies do. It's exactly. not selling you. It's basically just yeah. giving you the information you need to have. Which yeah. is, and then it just happens to be under the umbrella of the brand. And you go, oh, wow, well, well, this place sounds exactly. like people so understand what they're doing It's like here. you just have to own your space. And they understand this versus like most yeah. companies like, but her name is not mentioned on the post. How can we do it? And I think, yeah. That's like a, the biggest thing most companies do with their content is that so they don't even sell. think about the funnel. They just think about like. No, I mean they, they they can think about funnels, but they they think that people first of all people don't act in a funnel way. You don't see content, read it, wait for three days, and then you and, and search for the next one. And the, the the company should drive you there. Right. You, the company should send you the right email at the right time. It should feel natural. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think if we'll go back to strategy here, one the, one of the main things, or the most important even thing to do in strategy, which a lot of companies don't do or don't do the right way, is the persona research. But I don't talk about like, well, I think my persona is a CIO from an enterprise and they have a lot of money. Okay, it's not a persona. what we talked about a little bit before already and started to talk about. Yeah, yeah so persona, a persona research is actually to be in the shoes of your persona, to understand their daily routine, to understand the problems they're dealing with in their work, their ambitions, what they're trying to achieve. I, I, get, I, I, I got this email once, and I think it's a, it was a brilliant email. I, I forgot the name of the company, but uh, I once registered to the, uh, to the newsletter, and uh, they asked for my title, and my title is VP Digital, and I guess they understood the, the, the next, next logical step from it is to be a CMO. 
okay, mm-hmm. from now of VP Digital, the next logical step will be to be a CMO. And they sent me an email once that the title was, okay, so how do you become a CMO? And I, and I was like, okay, this is interesting for me. Right. And I opened it, and they actually articulated very, in, in a very good way. First of all, the problem, my problem is like what I'm dealing with in my work. And they said like, well, you have a lot of data and you have uh, a lot of uh, tech work to do and, you, and, and everything is messed up and, it's, and your work is becoming harder. So how can you even think about becoming an, a, a CMO when you have so many, much trouble in your daily job? And I think, yeah, that's exactly what I'm dealing with. Oh my God. And then there was this like download report and yeah, I need to download this report. And I, re- and I actually read the report because the email was built it was so, re- so relevant. Yeah, so yeah. relevant. The other mistake, <laughs> they sent me the same email four times. Oh. And I actually opened the first one, I downloaded the content, and they still sent me the same email yeah, four and times. Already the, fifth, all of <laughs> exactly. yeah, the fifth email had a subject line, are you a CMO yet? <laughs> yeah. Are you there yet? Are you there yet? <laughs> Yeah. So uh, no, I had this. I had the thing like that. Also, someone was asking me something on LinkedIn, and it was like I would help anyone who needs help with like meeting someone or whatever it is. And they asked me it, but they asked me it four times, like to copy paste it. <laughs> and I was like, All right, no, I deleted. Spam deleted. Yeah. Thinking right now, which I think can be really interesting. This is a tactic thing, but I'm just like this thing about personalization, because basically what you could do is that you can do this automation where every time, uh, either using Phantom Bus or whatever. Um, every time somebody from your friends updates their workplace or like as anybody like let's say you have a new client or somebody subscribed to your newsletter you can automatically get their LinkedIn yeah and what you can actually do that is interesting is that you can do this campaign where like every time somebody's email like new workplace triggers like an email saying start a new place right like, like start a new place right here are the five things that like uh, successful VP, whatever CMOs do. So actually, in the account-based marketing uh, space, you have this tactic already. I saw it in in, in how people use it. What they do, they're looking in uh, databases like ZoomInfo or Mm -hmm. Discover.org for people who changed their work in the past half year. Right. From a certain title to a certain title. And then what they understood is that usually people in new titles, especially if they changed a workplace, not right. in the same place, they tend to bring new uh, products with them. Right. Okay. And I want to be my habits. way. Yeah. No. I want to be, no, no, even no habits. Is they want to show. I use the work for n- me. Yeah. Not especially. Uh, no. I'm, not, I'm talking about new clients. Okay? okay. And they want to show off. They want to say, here, I know the new technology. I know what's best for the company. Uh, I want to leave my mark. Okay. And then they approach those guys and say okay you want to leave a mark in your new role here is mm. the, the the tool for you um, and you, you have actually have in your first week of the job yeah like boom yeah why not <laughs> exactly and you have this data by the way you can actually use it from zooming for discover org or other companies and you have it you can right. i want only the people who change the work title and the place i wonder and if you ever go to one of these like things to collect data and you see your own name there and you're like on this list? <laughs> no, it's, a, no it's, a, it's like updated two days before you do something. It's like, it's like it gives you the future of your... <laughs> what? Uh, no, but I, 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 was, I was laughing because I had this conversation a few days ago with... Uh, there's a guy called Gabriel Ehrlich, who's like an amazing LinkedIn marketing person. Okay. advertising person don't bring him because his last name sounds really complicated <laughs> <laughs> so, I know, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. so we, you we, can bring we him we were talking right. about that we need to do like a, a 
like a show about like uh, like uh, mark like honesty about marketing, and he was like account based marketing. Just fucking call the guy. Like, <laughs> like yeah. no, I'm not gonna call him. I'm just I'm just gonna target him with like five different posts. Yeah, just wanna, fucking call the guy. Yeah, just call Tell him, him what you do. Just like like. <laughs> hey, my name is John, and I'm. <laughs> yeah, just like just like say what you want. It's like no, I'm gonna target you with seven different articles for a for a year. For a and, year. Then, and then and then a lot of touch points. Yeah. Like, touch point him all the and time. And then yeah. just someone is gonna call you. Yeah, and he was like, just fucking call the person. Tap on his shoulder. Yeah. It's one touch point. Yeah, it's yeah. like you have five targets. Just call them. No, but, but, but I think account-based marketing is a really hard thing to do because, right. first of all, you you must have a total alignment between the marketing and the sales. You have the, you must have the SDRs under the CMO or the VP marketing right. and not under the salespeople. And it's not it's very hard process, but it's like, it's a very... I, I mean, this is how the things were used to be. Like... Before the digital era, account-based marketing was the only marketing out right. there. You were going out from door to door to certain accounts. You weren't going to everywhere. Right. Are you, do you need my product? Do you need my product? Do you need my product? No, you went to companies where you knew that people need your product because you searched about them. Yeah. You researched about them. You knew their pains. You, I don't know, you, saw, you, you sent a sales letter to the email, not email, to the mailbox, and, and, it, and it was account-based marketing. So it's kind of a comeback, yeah. okay? Yeah. And, but well, in a more complex world, let's say right. this way. Wait, wait, so wait, I want to, we, we, we kind of got off of persona, and I really wanted to hear yeah, yeah. how do you define a persona? What's the correct way to define a persona? Oh, a lot what's, just, what's the process? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. Okay, know, so first of all, you need to distinguish between companies that already have clients and companies that don't have clients. Okay. We usually tend we, we work with companies that already have clients, so mm-hmm. it's a bit easier. And so you need to first of all research your own company database. Use a database, a CRM. Um, use the salespeople, the account managers. Okay. You ask them questions. You need you you are trying to to figure out who is your best persona. Not who is your persona, but the best one. Right. The, the one that's going to pay you the most, the easiest, the shortest sales cycle, um, and the largest uh, lifetime value, the highest lifetime value. So you, first of all, you do the inside research. You ask the salespeople, you sit on a sales call, uh, you, you look into your database, um, and you get like three to five the best personas you get or companies you can. So you start with like the data that you have? Just yeah. Like, just like a company level data that you have. Meaning like this is information I want from past f- clients? Yeah. I, I'm, sh- I'm searching for the clients that had the, the um, shortest sales cycle, mm-hmm. especially for B2B is very important. It's the highest revenue and the easiest, I would say, life. They don't nag you. They understand your product very right. quickly. They understood what you're trying to sell them. And uh, so, like, do you get? It? So you start like looking at the CRM for yeah. like uh, Salesforce, HubSpot, whatever. Yeah, uh, highest margins, like the like, like clients paying the most. Yeah. And then would you go into the sales and say like, hey, who like? Took yeah, the actually, less? actually, so ask the people that you end up using for your ambassadors, basically. The, um, well, yeah. That, that would be it? Like, the people yeah. that you go, oh, this guy is good enough, I want him to be an ambassador. That would be problem. Yeah. probably like the same. Yeah. Thing, and then just select the ones that are... I'm not sure it's the same thing because sometimes your best clients are, like don't have time to be ambassador. They're just like the best clients to sell to. And some other clients, uh, 
Yeah, well, I'm not looking to, as a persona, it's not like I'm putting them in a cage. I'm just turning around and saying, okay, these people that I would approach to be a, uh, to be an ambassador would be the right personas. Well, you, uh, regarding ambassadors, we sometimes deal with companies where the clients don't want any association with the company. Because, for example, for cybersecurity, uh, certain clients won't want their, their clients to know that they have cyber risk mm-hmm. or cyber problems, uh, in quotes. Uh, so it's not always so easy to find ambassadors. To no, talk no, no, no. I'm just saying that if, it's, if you're profiling people and you're trying to find people that theoretically would be your ambassadors or you have an ambassador list, this would be already where you would go to yeah. approach the, the concept of like the best you know, user. Yeah. So and then build it's very important to do like the salespeople research, the account managers research, and the database research because sales and account managers, because they're people and not machines, they're biased. So they can sometimes uh, give you advice about some client, but he actually not the perfect client for you. Um, and then the next step, once you've defined those three to five clients, is to make a user research, preferably uh, one-on-one. Like calling uh, them up and speak uh, with them? Actually meeting with them yeah. the best way. Then if you can't, then a video conference. And only if, 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 if a video conference... What's the is difference? What's the value in meeting them? I'm asking this. So you don't want it to be like a checklist here are five an- uh, questions, answer. You want them to uh, talk about, um, I'm dividing it into three phases. The before they got to your company and used your product, during, and how would they recommend it, okay? So I have like a set of 25 questions, mm-hmm. but I don't, when they see 25 questions, they're like, oh my God, no, I don't have time yeah. for it. And when, once you start to talk about things with them, you meet them one-on-one, you start to talk, they open up. And you just record it, then you metamlel. Transcript. And you just try to squeeze out the best uh, um, answers you can. And I think that the most interesting thing to discover is how your clients are talking about your solution. Because as a business owner, a company owner, I t- I, I'm very biased to my company. It's the best company in the world, mm-hmm. the best technology yeah. in the world, uh, we have the best AI solution, whatever. And suddenly when you hear your clients talking about it, they're talking from their pains, from their daily routine. And it's a different wording, and this wording has a lot of um, meaning. Because when you use their words to market yourself, it's more um, appealing to other customers like them instead of saying, I'm the best AI company in the world. Yeah, I usually yeah. define it as the, once the product is out, they define your product and not when exactly. I thought when you were in the garage. Yeah, what, people tell, uh, what people say about you when you leave the room. Exactly. Okay, this is the most important thing to understand, to know. And only then, when you understand it, you understand their problems, ambitions in their job, what they're dealing with. For example, we, we recently had a, also a cyber company uh, who wanted to send an email about a new report they have. And they wanted to send a, 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 the usual email. Here is a report that consists out of one, two, three. And we said, look, guys, you're sending it to a CIO in enterprises. They get maybe hundreds of those emails like every day. Here's a new report, here's a new report, here's a new report, here's another report. The, uh, the Gartner, the Forrester, the whatever report, 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 report. Mm-hmm. They can't stand it anymore. They, they, they won't open your report and say, oh, this is good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, won't even numbers get look way uh, <laughs> Finally, this finally, report this, finally, 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 report. report. <laughs> yeah. Someone put some color on this page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when we did the research, we understood that one of the issues that they're dealing with in the job, in the daily job, is that they're always blamed for something. 
No one blames their employees and no one blames the CEO, but everyone blames the middleman, mm-hmm. like the CTO of the company. It's your fault. It's not your guy's fault. It's your fault. And the CEO comes to him and he says, it's your fault. So we actually opened the email with, it's always your fault. And then explaining what, that we understand his role. We understand why it's always the thing that it's his fault. And we have a report that actually will help his feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and the client still had, like, because of the, um, uh, how do you say, the hergel, her because of the, the uh, habit, 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 he had a very hard time to get it, to, to say, yeah, this is a good way. No, no, I want the, the one, two, three report. And it's very hard to, to tell to a CMO uh, or a VP marketing, you can't, talk like everyone else talking because then you're becoming one of the one of everyone else one of the noise mm-hmm. you're just another point in the noise you need to stand out by the way this is what a trail does to companies we make them stand out of the noise to be above the noise so that people will remember you so that people will pay attention to you whether to your company or a certain solution that you yeah which need. is actually way more impressive when you start talking B2B and not B2C exactly because generally B2C I know how to make anyone stand out but like B2B, you're like, okay, you're just another log. Which is very strange, by the way, because B2C advertising is very sophisticated. It's not sophisticated. It's very, um, how would you say it? Uh, I don't know, up to date, very creative, okay? Mm-hmm. And it, for some reason, it doesn't go to B2B. It's just stuck into, I, in B2C. And B2B is like very old, very heavy, very report, very AI, because I think for a lot, most people look at B2B and they think about words like CEO, meetings, and they're like, oh, they're probably on LinkedIn and they don't have time. They're like, yeah. they're not people. They're busy I'm a CEOs or whatever. And, and, and actually, like, they're missing out on people or people. That I think like a lot of the yep. time that I think one of the things that we see the most is that everybody thinks like, oh, it's a B2B, so we're going to be heavy on LinkedIn. And I'm like, yeah, well, Instagram would actually work much better for you. Why? Because they're people. Well, well I, I would even say it another way. I don't know what's going to work the best. Yeah, of course. I will ask my client, where do you go? Like on a one-on-one meeting, I could tell them, what is your first website you open when you go to work or when you leave work Let's or whatever? Honest, in the bathroom. <laughs> or in the bathroom. What are you opening? Exactly, you yeah. the bathroom, what is it that you're opening? And maybe we'll understand that it's some niche blog that no one knows about, but he's there, and if he's here, there, so probably his friends that are also from the industry are also there. Right. So I'm not, I don't even know where they go. But by the way, LinkedIn, one of the, the problems is that though, those target audience, the best target audience, they enter LinkedIn like once a week. Right, and they, and, they, and they go to kind of get messages, maybe? Exactly. Yeah. And they, again, they see the same messages. We have the best report. There's yeah, not really a lot of reason to go there unless you're looking for a job for majority of people. <laughs> and then no, or, just, or, or lead genning, but, but this is, like, again, you're the marketer probably, not the Yeah, CEO. you're not the person. And yeah. this is the thing that people look at those cha- channels, like they, they have this thing, okay, LinkedIn is for business, Instagram exactly. is for, is for like, uh, teenagers or, like, young, young the adults. Is that LinkedIn has been, it's, like, just like the B2B company marketing that we yeah. Talking about it's, it's kind of like no one actually touches it. It's kind of left there. Yeah, you know what was it? Microsoft bought it, right? So yeah. it's, kind of, it's just like, eh, it's old people. <laughs> we don't want to change anything. Yeah, Not so one of our challenges as marketeers, by the way, is to stop thinking as a marketeer, right? Because we don't market to marketeers, and we tend to like to to think that our persona, the people that we target, are behaving just like we. And I think we right. can see it mostly by the way when people say like TV is dead. Yeah. But when you ask people where are you going to watch the next 
World Cup champion is going to be on TV. So I have to say that I, do, I still think that TV is mostly dead except for live events. Go to Middle America. Who else is not watching TV? TV? So apparently by different reports, a lot of people. But I think that I think Comcast is like still killing look, it. We, these, we, all we these are, other cable companies are destroying. They're still the hot of the of the American culture. It's, yeah. It's still, by the way, I listened to the podcast. Was it Reply All? Right, yeah. the one. They, have, I think, like every four episodes, there's another episode about uh, Comcast or one of these things or marketing tycoons yeah, that about the internet uh, and the cable and everything. I think, I, I think when somebody says TV is dead, uh, it's not like it's not working anymore right now. I think that it's it is losing its power slowly. That's what it means, and it also and also wait, but also it, there's a, there's a, also there's another thing there. Because when you talk about TV is dead, you're talking also about ROI and how much money do you have to spend on TV to be relevant, which uh, versus social media. Wait, which I remember when I was I was doing a talk at McCann Erickson yeah. and to the TV department, and my notion was, and and, and one of their B, VPs was like, uh, report so that people watch this, and, and I said, yeah, but it costs like three and a half million shekels to like to, for like a stupid spot yeah. where like Roy Caffrey gets this like double three. Ten times more traction on YouTube with like a quarter of the price. Okay, so so this is interesting. So I, uh, someone that I know who's actually really good with television stuff, she actually said the prices of television is dropping. Of course. And she said, and this is also another thing that I was talking to some other people about, which was the target audience that you have, and not well, not maybe not B two B, but in B two C, sometimes is the people who are still not on YouTube watching ads and not on their phone. Again, everything things. depends on your like, target audience. There's a audience. lot of people in America who are just turning on the television no, for their it's, information. It's connected to two uh, very important terms that we have, I'm, I'm likely very interested in, which is the pornography of death and the pornography of uh, predictions. Okay, so I need to... Did porn- you say pornography? Exactly. Because I got excited all the time. <laughs> I'm also into pornography. <laughs> no, but no. <laughs> pornography of, of, of against death. Death. Yeah. So everything is dead. The, the, the TV is dead. Newspapers are dead. Out, You're uh, saying the addictive auto- yeah, pornography. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got it. And the same. Because <laughs> I don't know same. about this death pornography, but it sounds hardcore. <laughs> 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 all right, got it. Yeah, but like the <laughs> same goes for predictions. Like everyone is is so so like messed up with. Yeah, the next big thing is gonna be this one or this. One. And like, okay, stop. You need to understand what's now is relevant, yeah. right? And what's now is the thing to do, and what's working now, uh, not in ten that, years from now. No, I, I kind of, I saw your post about the VR thing. Yeah. And, All right. Well, what is this? Okay, give a little bit of background because I no, didn't see no. Now you, no, you go to his oh, profile. Now. Is the, yeah. What was it, Yanko? Yan Yanko. Go to my Yan Yanko Facebook so, page. So you, yeah. were, you were basically saying in your profile is like. Like yeah, like VR is not really here. So everybody's like like uh, projecting, like uh, like saying Facebook doesn't matter anymore. Let's do VR. Like yeah. it's not really here. It's just like buzz. What actually is going to work tomorrow is still this. So let's focus on this. Which I, I, I actually I also thought about it. I was like saying, oh, VR is so cool. Let's have it. And I said like, well, it's a real thing though. No, but what I think VR watch television. If you're sitting with people, like the, it's still one of the number one thing people use for dates. It's like let's go see a movie. Exactly. So that we can have a shared experience, which we could discuss later. Just a couple later. of years ago, people marketeers, by the way, killed the cinemas. They were sure that cinemas are dead, while cinemas are booming. Like the the revenue is growing up rapidly each year. Newspapers are not dying; they're still there. TVs are still there. People watching, even when. By the way, people tend to tell me, "Okay, people do watch TV, but they're usually on their mobile." And what I tell them, "Okay, even if they're on mobile, it means that you've just turned TV into the largest radio station on earth, 
because it's still in the background and radio advertising works because it goes to into your mind and it influences and yeah. so on and so on. And I mean, this is what you do with TV. It's either uh, 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 advertising straight to, to the person you need or it's in the background, but it's still effective. It's there. You don't need to kill it and to look for the next like niche um, so channel. I, to I, I would say I also so. I want to point out the people who have VR are very, very limited. And exactly. Are so, but I think VR is not willing to introduce. But I think there's a very big. I think there's a very, very big difference because I think VR is such a huge leap forward. And and you know what I'm going to say like when you, when I talk about predictions or where you should be, it's, a, it's all about data. It's not about what's buzzy on fucking TechCrunch. Like te- like if you would follow tech websites, you would think VR is already here. It's already hyped. It's already dead. The next thing is whatever, and like yeah. nobody has a decent fucking product out, and like tech news. I think I no, think, I think tech media have the product. I think that and this is what I was. I love this because I was thinking about this the other day. I was like trying to just crack it, so I have the answer, and I know it in my back of my head. It's not that. It's just not the right. Um, it's not right for the way that we use television, movies, and stuff like what, that. What VR? VR. Yeah, it's it's the concept of sharing an experience, even though it's not really good. Like me and my wife sit on the couch, she sits on the shiz long, and out around nine thirty, and I'm sitting on the other side with my computer. So, but we're still kind of I, I have sharing. A whole, I have a whole different debate on that because I think our okay, two different things. But I'm, I'm wait. I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna separate. I'm gonna f- finish one, and then we're gonna go into this. Wait, that's, I love when you say things like that. Finish him off, and then come to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are talking about the. I mean, no one can of, see uh, what we're doing in this yeah. room. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So th- this is how you get expelled from Apple's iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to do random tests. Like, oh, it's about two guys jerking off. Jerking guys finish. Take off. Take off the podcast. These two guys off. Guys, come listen to this. Wait, and it's called Strike Gold. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. We get the pun. No, anyway. Uh, so I think, first of all, you have to be focused on data. And, and that's where it becomes interesting. Because when you say, like, oh, we should market using VR, then it's obviously you're looking at stupid headlines. And I think the worst thing that happened to the tech world, also the marketing world, is that people have to put out so much content. So they just write whatever bullshit there is out there, just trying to get attention versus actually giving value. I see this now. We spoke this I think about, about this a few times about... Uh, um, I'm, I have a, I have a weird addiction now to uh, updates about uh, Marvel comic movies on YouTube. I have like, okay. and people are doing like, like people are, are putting out four or five videos a day, a day on predictions based on whatever the fuck that is. On the theories, like you're saying, like the predictions of like what's going to happen in the next Marvel. Yeah, but movie some, but some at some point it doesn't even have any logic. It's just no, it doesn't have any like information. <laughs> It's just about like so. People are wondering what this and this and this happened. Well, we have to wonder. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they give like this four minutes intro, one second, and getting to the point, and then it's like getting to the point, which is like no one knows. And no like, one knows. What? Yeah, great. What did you? How is this a video? <laughs> you deleted information from my mind. How did that happen? Inception. Because shit. basically, no. What they're doing is actually that they're targeting every SEO that somebody like Avengers Endgame trailer, so people are gonna look for it. So they come up with a video like Avengers Endgame trailer. When is it gonna be out? And it's like nobody knows. I'm like, yeah, what? 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 how is this a video? <laughs> so what happens? So with tech is like you have to be so on it that you're like VR is coming like ten years before it's even here, and then I think VR is already old and it never got to market. But if you think about it, it's not only VR. If you think about like no, say, VR and yeah. AR and voice. But but let's say voice actually is the only one that I can say. Look, it's actually changing something. Because yeah, it's, it's actually you, changing. You know, you know the time, but if you if you're talking if, like if, Siri, Alexa, and that or whatever. Siri, Alexa, hard home. home okay, yeah. Even, uh, yeah, but, but 
if, if you that's if you great. do, I love that. That's no, gonna work. But I because I because we all wanted a secretary. The volume, like, <laughs> the volume of information you have about this seems like it's a mainstream product, which is so far off from the truth. Like uh, like if you actually market Alexa skills, you would see that nobody uses Alexa yeah. skills and nobody uses like anything behind. Like, Hey, what's the weather? It's not. It's, <laughs> that's it. surprising me every day. It's nothing new. When we had an Alexa in our office, and like any, like every every time somebody comes in and say like, "Oh, is this like an Amazon Alexa?" It was three years ago, and I was like, "Is this like an Amazon Alexa?" And I was like, uh, "Like a Amazon Echo?" Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, like what do you do with it? Well, eighty percent of the time we say yes, this is Amazon Echo. Twenty <laughs> nice. percent of the time we say, check this out, uh, Alexa, turn volume to seventy percent. You see now it has like no play music. Volume to seventy percent. Alexa, stop. You see, so this is what it does. Yeah, yeah. impressive, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, but, and, you but, but no, but, but what I'm saying is that the the, the massive information uh, that you have about like uh, updates, like don't even get to the mass market. Like the mass market, when you say the people who are probably watching TV I now, like they don't think about. I mean, oh, I wonder, like, what's happening with my Google Home? Google, what's that? Nobody fucking does Google that. Put on the television. Yeah, it's like not yeah, mainstream. Television. But if you listen to media, then you would think that it's already super hyped, and you would like put all your marketing budgets in the wrong place. Now, if you focus on data, on the other hand, like meaning usage, so I think most marketers, the problem with saying like focus on what's working here and now is that you are missing on like underpriced attention for like uh, for example if you would do marketing on Snapchat 2 years ago then the impact was really big the impact was big it like, was it was big uh, in uh, uh, in correlation to Snapchat it wasn't big in correlation no, to Facebook or Google but i'm thinking ROI I'm thinking ROI. In, even in ROI-wise, so, let's take Twitter because Twitter is still alive and Snapchat seems to be like, I don't know what's going on there. Yes, okay. I won't say dead because we said you don't need yeah. to say dead. But Twitter, up until now, although it is alive and people accordingly, they, they get got some more users in the last quarter, you have a limit. You, you can't really scale so a business. I, so wait, so you know what? I disagree because I think Twitter, I had this conversation actually with the Twitter marketing team a while ago. I think Twitter and is... They're not biased, I mean. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, to be honest, no, no. Like, Hillel was talking to us, I, I, you didn't see the thing, but Hillel was talking to us and, and Palton about it yesterday and it was like... How Twitter is big. Yeah, and no, it was it was like because you're in Israel, you don't think of it, Twitter at no, all. It's, I you think, think, I think Twitter is getting Twitter a raw is. deal in how people measure the company and that's what's kind of stupid in the in, in the growth rate Related world or in no, like the weird. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm on Instagram. What the fuck am I doing on Instagram? No. Twitter has such an amazing opportunity for SEO and all these other things that I don't have. No, but Instagram. but it's even it's even more than that. Like, Twitter is the only platform right now in the world that you have the president of the United States or any actor, any big influencer going on and using the channel itself. Like, you never go to Facebook to see what Trump is thinking. Like, Twitter no, is... Hear what people are thinking about Trump. Yeah. yeah. No, Twitter... Twi- the thing with Twitter is that that's, it's one of the most important news sources out there right now. And the amplification of a good tweet is not only millions of retweets... It's actually the fact that newspapers would use it. But, uh, it, but I, ju- I, I need to, like, to, how to say, to counter that. Stab him in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wording in English. Again, I, I think this your is, audience. The, no, not depends on you. I think it's more based on our knowledge and our usage of the tool. Because if you look to data, by the way, to research that was made like a few months ago, most of the people don't get the news out of Twitter. They get it out of Facebook, out of uh, website uh, new, uh, in new, Israel? New, no, no, not in Israel. In the U.S., out of newspapers, websites, publishers, yeah. websites, mm-hmm. and TV and radio. 
Twitter is like a promil. Because, and yeah, by the way, look at know, that. You know, it's look actually interesting what you're no. saying because it's the people who report. <laughs> no, wait, yeah, reporting, but you know what? It's, it's the, you know what? Things on Twitter. But, it, but again, like if you, you, say, if, you think, if you think pictures. broader strategy, then it's like saying, yeah, nobody cares about Reddit, which is bullshit because Reddit. No, I don't say that people don't no, care about. It. Yeah, but so, no, so if you're, you're looking strategically, so I know that if something would resonate on Reddit, it's like uh, when we always make a joke that we say, like, yeah, the internet started Reddit, goes to Twitter, six months later it goes to Facebook. Two years later, it goes to like a like a nine gag or whatever shit that is, and like seven and ten years later, it gets to TV. So like right now, Harlem Shake is huge on a like global TV. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 this is the thing is that you, there's two things you always have to take into consider into consideration where your audience is and like the funnel, right? But you also needs to you also needs to you also, you need, also needs, needs to be doing. No, but you also but you always need to need to try and understand. Uh, where's the underpriced attention is because that's incepting a lot of things that will be bigger later. The question is, and you're saying it's the seed. The reason I'm talking Snapchat as an example because when I was doing Snapchat, um, like a lot of it was based like I saw I saw obviously Gary Vee was hyping it out, and there was a huge rise in the market there. So when I started using it, everybody, everybody was like, "Yeah, the audience is not there. Who fucking cares? It's Snapchat it's for sexting, whatever." And Snapchat got me like the relationship I have today with like Morgan Brown and Sean Ellis and like amazing marketers. I met you on Snapchat. We met on Snapchat. It's true. We were well, sexting and then we yeah. <laughs> and we said like, we should make it the next level. We were yeah. like, did you hear? Of I'll, I'll ask. I'll, I'll ask <laughs> so, the, the 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 like the bed question here because we are talking about B2B did you get you leads yes uh, no but I don't mean like 10 leads I mean can a, a company build a business out of Snapchat I think now not but now wait no, two years ago branding no wait but I think two years yes leads. two years ago yes can you and build, you know what I, th- I think a lot of a company like build scale not build get 10 leads scale a company on Twitter I think well I don't think you can scale a company on any one channel you can Maybe actually, fa- Facebook maybe and Google Facebook. can actually you know, tell you. you know what, yes, yeah. you, you, can know what you know what? They're the only ones though. on Twitter. And you can, by the way, you can scale it on TV, and you can scale it on outdoor media, and you can scale outdoor media. Sorry, you, you, you know, can scale it on radio. You know what? Again, you have to think about ROI. Sure, if I can put like I don't know, ten million dollars for like one fucking like one week TV spot, then yes. But one week doesn't cut it. I have to run it for a long time, and this and, and for the same amount of price, I could get like three or four times more the results on Facebook or Instagram. Again, or it's not it's not the right um, uh, ashva, not the right comparison. Comparison because acquisition and branding is that what no, you're you can't compare small or niche. Uh, uh, websites because Twitter is a niche in a way and Snapchat is definitely a niche mm-hmm. to a broadcast media and Facebook is kind of a broadcast media and while you say it good, it, it's good for SEO a good channel for SEO is YouTube if you put one video right. on YouTube and still brands don't do it right. still they, won't, they will go to let's do Twitter for SEO no go to YouTube the largest yeah, but video search engine on the wo- in the world Upload one video with the right title you need, and you'll be ranked like second right. and third in like in in a week. But you know, again, that's that's a really good example because I would I think that a, like I don't know if it's smarter, but most of the time having like a good video ad or video video informational code because maybe an ad is not always like the right yeah. stuff. When you, when you think about an ad, you usually think about have you tried our new something about maybe think it's something more complex, and doing the ad on social. Promoting this on social can get you 
I think, a bigger impact sometimes, sometimes than TV with like a friction of the cost. And I think that my I think that maybe my biggest bias or my biggest problem with TV is that still super expensive. The recall of ads is getting lower and lower. It's not dead, but it, it but it is slowly yeah, but dying. Again, again. And, and, and by the way, I'm not a, a TV advertiser, and there are not a lot of companies that can afford themselves, especially in B two B, to advertise uh, on TV. But you know, I'll I'll take it to the outdoor media. It's more comfortable for B two B. One of the largest outdoor media advertisers I saw was Zoom Info. Okay. Zoom Info. Is uh, not zoom? zoom Info, sorry, Zoom, yeah, not Zoom Info. Zoom, okay. the video. Zoom, the, the video. video they, they advertise on billboards. Like, why should Zoom advertise on billboards? And billboards cost a lot of I money. I actually think that billboards are more effective than TV. It depends. It, if it, you target bottom, them right. It, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. And if you're trying to build your brand, TV, outdoor media is awesome for brand building. If you want to capitalize on your brand, then you need to go to more tactical solutions like Facebook, Twitter, t- t- YouTube, whatever. Yeah. Okay, for brand building, TV is the number, and, and radio, by the way, are the number one channels. Because yeah, if your brand appears on TV... Listen, I have to say, I think it's a chicken and egg thing, because if you can... If you by can, the way, I can, an egg was before the chicken. The dinosaur laid eggs, so... Kind of. Yeah, but it wasn't the same. Yeah, anymore. what? Now are we talking dinosaur? Right <laughs> yeah. Like, what's happening? This podcast is going crazy. No, I'll, I'll explain for a second. Because it's a chicken and egg thing. Because if you have the money to do TV ads, you're probably already a really big brand. And it's like, if you look at the big brands who are actually working on TV right now, then there, there were brands, like, for 10 years. There were brands before social media was even a thing. And if you look at the new brands, the big brands... Like came in like in the last decade, n- none of them like, e- like even if you look at a Dollar Shave Club, they never like TV was never a thing, and and they were sold for one billion dollars, one billion dollars, one, one billion, billion. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 uh, two years after they exist, three years, and I think older brands are still working really well with older types of media, but like you would never see Facebook doing uh, TV advertising. But they do outdoor, by the way. Like you have B two B companies, startups that raised, let's say, fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. By the way, Weeks advertised on uh, on the Super Bowl. Again, Super yeah, Bowl is they not, do, is they not regular. No, 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 no. They do television. They exactly. Do television. And they do, they tele- do television. But uh, I think it was they did television in. No, they do television. No, but they, they did the Super Bowl in France. I know for sure because I'm good friends with uh, with Valerie, who was in charge of the French department, and they did a lot of advertising on, on French television. But they also had a woman who was in charge of the ads on television everywhere. And they did the ad, the, the the most expensive yes, TV but, ad but in the world. Brand awareness from that. Exactly. I, expect, I mean, we see peaks on oh, how many I, more people come is, in now. Like, like I, think, I think when I think when uh, I think for brands like Weeks. This is about this is like what I call like we call like a fuck you money. So this is like That's this true. is basically saying I just want you to see that I can. Which which in terms of like yeah, it's also being there before your competitors and all that other stuff. Yeah. Or seeing your competitors. So I I I think so I think now it's not relevant for now because I'm thinking about like five ten, the companies who start now or ten to the future etc. The people who are actually marketing would not be so old like the guys from Weeks are. Right? No, that they remember watching TV for hours. Like the twenty-year-olds the now, they they don't fucking watch TV. It, again, it's not true. No, again, when if you're talking the SMBs, you're saying their biggest, biggest dream. If you ask, listen, if you ask, dream, if you ask them, where 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 are they gonna watch the next Super Bowl? Wait, it's gonna be on wait, TV. 
Wait, there's a difference between yeah, live Super TV. Yeah, Super Bowl is a very no, different th- no, thing. No, wait, agree. you have to differentiate. Or, super, or, or Idol or... No, but you have to differentiate between... And, and also, like, if you go to every streaming service, they tell... Like, that's the big challenge. There's live events and there's TV. That's a whole different thing. Live events, Super Bowl, uh, American Idol, etc. Yes, then they still have this live thing because none of the... Uh, well, I think Hulu is getting it now. No, but Apple aren't TV just a big no, you kind of go into the HQ is the future. No, but, you know, but you can, you no, you can broadcast phone. live shows on Facebook and YouTube. No, but wait. But right for right, first of all, it's not that easy. No, Why not? Because, because not. there's a lot of Look at Roy. <laughs> because, uh, He's done it. Roy has done it a lot of live. And it's because uh, for getting live broadcast, it's a matter of royalties and all that. So Facebook isn't really doing it yet. YouTube isn't really doing it yet. And like a mass. Uh, so right now, live events is the only thing that's holding up on TV. And, and, and that's the only thing. Like TV shows are either VOD, Netflix, whatever. You don't go to see This Is Us on like, I wonder where it's on. No. Yeah, but there is there is that small culture, and this is, goes back to my friend, which I've mentioned several times, the never think, right? With the concept of, I want something in the background. Background noise. And exactly. as you said it with the radio, people still listen to radio in America a lot. It's very effective. It turns on, and you just have it in the background, and What's it's just the there. What's the recall? The fact that, okay, the fact that it's there doesn't make this into like good advertising. No, it's good advertising. Good advertising is a repetitive advertising. You, a know, message, I, you know what? I will ask you this. A message that gets repeats yeah. Once you repeat a message, yeah. Points. Once you repeat a message enough times, people will trust you. People will. By the way, it's true for politics. It's true for yeah, advertising. But you need to get your message as many times as you can out there. This is why radio works. And by the way, I really, I strongly recommend people to read uh, Kahneman's book. Yeah. Uh, Professor Kahneman, which actually talks exactly about that on one of his chapters, about how repeating the same message to people, a message that they have never seen before, they don't even understand the meaning of the message, but repeating the message over and over again, once you ask someone what he thinks about this message, even if he don't understand the meaning of the message, he will think something positive about it. Right. And the facts are talking by themselves. The numbers. Yeah, but, 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 but no, no, but you know, in America, in, I go to, uh, what is it, spot.tv, the website to watch yeah. the ads that are going on there. There's a lot of, like, car companies and stuff that are, like, or even digital, like, but, insurance where wait, you have but, it's all about Wait, but again, again, all the industries or all the advertisers keep going and what they've been working for them for ages. That's what it is. That's what it is. I don't know. It's, 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 like, it's like Audi has been promoting shit on TV for like three decades. I don't know how, how long. I don't know shit about cars, obviously. Yeah, no, but like, <laughs> like, uh, My wife was here a couple of seconds ago. She yeah, told us that. I know, but like, like, these are not like new brands that are coming in and winning over the market at a large scale are either doing online or they're doing billboards. And I think the reason the new companies are still big on billboards because the kids growing up, the 20-year-old building those companies, are still seeing billboards versus they have no recognition or recollection of them sitting in front of the TV watching ads as if it was a thing. Okay, let me just present a different perspective to that, right? No, so I want to win. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I feel like we've done, we're getting like to the point. Are you of, not like, tired yet from arguing? No, no, no. Let me I'll win. Tell you what my, thing is. my thing is this. Um, I think that bigger and older companies have enough money to spend uh, and be less afraid of branding efforts, which are things that are in the background, as we said before, like things that you're hearing it, and it's kind of in the background, you're kind of getting that rec- that brand recognition and you know that when they go later on, you're going to say, hey, I remember this, I heard this, or I saw this. I, th- I think it's and mostly the about are, them not having the courage 
that no, it's no like, I think they are advertising. The bigger, bigger companies are saying They just turn around saying, I have money where I can put this on. You said, why Why would Wix do a Super Bowl, right? No, like, well, no, it's no, I, no like, I said Super Bowl is a very different thing. Super Bowl, TV or something. You're saying, oh, well, they just, you know, they throw money. money. It's yeah, like, I don't need this. money, they're doing whatever they want. So I feel like, yeah, but they're... The, WordPress, the, WordPress when is like... When you're a company, a smaller company, when you're a startup or you're doing something and you want to make an impact really fast, you have a lot more people that you need to impress and you got to say, hey, look, we put this much money out, we got this many people back, this is the leads, this is what's going on. But the, when you're a bigger company, you can afford yourself kind of the the room to say, we want to make this a household name. We want to make sure that people recognize this all over. We're going to put this on radio. We're going to put this on television. We're going to put it in the places which who, people are still so using. I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Who do you think was more effective in terms of uh, building a bigger brand and getting more users, WordPress or Wix? WordPress, 100%. Like, there's not even, like, 80% of the internet is WordPress by now. No fucking TV. I think most of the TV things... I don't think they advertise at all. Yeah, I'm not sure they, how much... When have you they ever don't seen an advert for WordPress? It's just, just good product. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. it might be no, just product. And, no, but and, and no, for, no. They were, they were. Then it was kind of like no. They, at the beginning, they were, and they were doing more marketing efforts. But maybe not like, like well, they started for Facebook even. I think. Yeah, they were there yeah, for a long, but, long time. Yeah, but so what I'm what I'm saying and is then like when things like Elementor come and build build on. Everyone's like, oh, oh, breath of fresh air. But it's kind of Elementor and, and Wix is kind of the same concept, concept, not execution, but yeah. concept. Where they're saying, hey, we'll make it easier for you. You could just drag things and move things around. Like, it's nothing. And you're like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, so so I, I imagine, you know what? I, I No one can say, but I imagine if you take Elementor 10 years to the future, successful company having money, they would still wouldn't go the Wix route. And I think the difference between, like, the Wix route in advertising and the, and the, and the Elementor version is, like, a lot of uh, ego. That's the big difference. That's, for me, how I see this. Uh, TV, for now, is most, for most companies... New companies is ego. ego, and older companies like no one ever is gonna be the CMO of a big brand like Coca Cola, Audi, and and he's gonna turn around and say, hey, we're not gonna bet on TV this year because it's like same thing goes with like nobody ever was ever fired for buying IBM. It's the same thing. You would nobody would ever like again. This is going to prediction, right? No, this is again. This is like I'm thinking like, but if I if you look at newer brands, big brands, they don't care about TV anymore. The thing is. Let's say for, for conclusion, the thing is, let's tag Gary V on everything like he said. Like please like, don't. He's like, please I'm don't. gonna take the conclusion route. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Check yeah. Thank you. Check Thank you for saving us from ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> let's say for conclusion, so we'll be here forever. I think that just because because the world now is overwhelmed with, we need to analyze everything. We need to know that what is the ROI. Companies, even when they raise two hundred million dollars, they are afraid to go to TV because they. Won't have the ability exactly not only TV, just anything that has to do with branding that I can't measure. Exactly. When I look, when I speak with advertising agencies like the old ones, Adler, Chomsky, McCann, what I think is like they actually don't really, they don't give a shit about their client. What they want to do is give you like the the movie clip at the end, like see what we did. Yeah, and because they want to win the Oscar of the exactly, and that 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 move for me with the television was exactly this. Now there's somebody from an advertising agency see how many buzz we created and and it actually and, and maybe like people not understanding would go and say wow they had like 10,000 shares this must be like a really good move he's a really good social person I'm like what? why like there's no why this is why I say I, I hope that it was part of a plan when it's not part of a plan then it's just nothing it means nothing not all those likes shares whatever comments by the way Gong 
part of the measurement. I like it how you brought it, you brought it all together. Yeah. Part of the measurement is Don't share of voice on social. What they do is they compare the number of likes, comments, and shares their post gets versus competitors. So they do measure share of voice this way, and it's a very smart way to measure share of voice instead of going like right. doing a survey. Now, I don't know what the plan of Viriat uh, Tel Aviv is, and I hope it was, again, a planned move. I and not it. just, hmm, oh, I know what we'll do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, do, cool. post. Yeah, yeah. we'll do what they do in Super Bowl ads, <laughs> yeah. where they just have all the companies talk ahead of time and say, oh, I'm going to post this. We post this. This is the best feed ever. Great. Yeah, so I, I, I so actually like that. It, That's kind of fun. If, so it's, uh, you the know, problem is, it's not if it is Tel Aviv or Nike. The problem is, if I go back to the start, is when it's not part of a strategy. If it's not part of a plan, when so, you don't understand why you did so it. So you know what? I'm going to tag this in with tweaks and stuff like that. And this is why the strategy usually sucks there. And I'll actually, I'm going to bring us back to, remember the guy from, uh, I'm on a horse, what was the thing? It was uh, all, uh, uh, Old Spice. Old Spice. Yeah. So Old Spice really dropped the ball. They did this crazy campaign, super creative, got people engaged, disappeared. They didn't create a relationship. They didn't create an ongoing narrative. So there was this, okay, so this was a crazy campaign or creative. And, and you spend, like, time creative, work really well for you. Where's, where's the brand now? Like, why are we not... Sorry, what? no, 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 no not every brand succeeds. No, but they it. succeeded. They, no, they, no, dropping they killed the, it on that, and then where's they, the... I understand They didn't saying. even kill. The they just stopped. And this is the difference between eventually doing, like, a smart strategic marketing move, which is, like, creating the relationship with the brand, which is... And versus just, like... Oh, we had a good idea. Leads to nowhere. Now, but Allspice it no, was but for a long time. Campaign. It was long. Yeah, yeah. they also had this actor, yes, but, but, which yeah, did yeah, muscles. Yeah, muscles. Yeah. So, so, so but, but they do what they do every time is like they do a pick and then they kind of lose if all I the traction. If I had to guess, build. by the way, maybe they, they have now yeah, a, new C- a new CMO, which usually comes in and says everything is bullshit. I have no, my no, ways. Can I tell you what? Like, yeah. okay, so Wix had this thing where during the Super Bowl, first Super Bowl, it's that easy. That was their hashtag. And the concept was the Wix slogan. I'm going to say it in slogan voices. Uh, create your stunning website today. It's easy and free, right? And they turn around and say, we're going to focus on easy because that's the main thing that we feel people feel complicated with when WordPress mm-hmm. or HTML or whatever it is. And then at one point after that, I remember all these people, all the like, executive people went off to like a Google retreat thingy or whatever. Google takes you away and helps you understand your data and everything. And at one point... They get uh, brainwashed. And, like, yeah, they get brainwashed to use Google more. It's like, what is this big spinning yeah, wheel? It's like clockwork <laughs> orange. Is this organic? I want to pay for this. They, they, drop, they have the eyes open and the dripping little things. And no, but, uh, but they had this thing and I remember like people from the like higher levels of the marketing department were like came back and they were all really surprised and I was like, oh, what happened? And they go, well... Omer, you know, announced to us that now people associate easy with Wix, and now we're moving on to the next phase of what's the second Sounds thing like we a want. Cult. Yeah, it was really so. Like people were freaked out. They looked like they were like we did the whole process, and then he threw one sentence out, and we were like, oh, "That's the plan." <laughs> and it was that uh, now we're going to focus on stunning, or he used the word beautiful, but that's the other part of the sentence where we need to make sure everyone understands. We make beautiful websites, and that's what we're focusing now. So it's like kind of like I assume that in the Old Spice thing, it was like, okay, we're going to push this concept, and this is the push that we're going to do, and it's going to be a campaign, and we'll run it for a certain amount of time. And then uh, they said, okay, now we're seeing it kind of like dying off a little bit, and then they said, okay, we're going to try to we're going to kind of try to keep it alive, and they brought in the muscular dude, and they did a whole very weird uh, campaign. Well, I don't remember his well. name. Uh, Terry Crews? No, no but yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, so they had him, but then they went off and they did something even weirder where it was like, 
Like, uh, it was a musical thing, not with his pecs. Yeah. That was one, and they did one of the animals. Like, it was just really tricky. <laughs> they went, like, really off the... Yeah. But uh, they probably had this, like, plan, and they worked it out, and they kind of said, all right, this is where we're going to go with it, and now we have to figure out what's the next thing we're going to sell out to people. What is the next thing we need so, to express? So, you know, you know what I think happened? I think they were working with, with an agency. <laughs> I think they were working with an agency. The yeah, retainer ended. And the fucking, son, like, some stupid CMO or whoever <laughs> there. Like, just basically said, we well, can do something else now. Yeah, uh, well, we can do it ourselves. Yeah, we, we can, can do it ourselves. ourselves. I'll be on TV. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, that's what <laughs> I... Look at my pecs. <laughs> Where is the horse? I can do that. <laughs> like, knowing the advertising world, that's probably what happened. Yeah, it was the politics kind I like to think that there's destroying. some sort of plan somewhere, but everything's random so and God I, doesn't so exist. I think, <laughs> I think this is why, by the way, smaller companies or upcoming companies are usually smarter because they don't tie up their future with some bullshit uh, big advertising agency who's stuck in like 2001. Yeah, yeah, but, but I do think they make the same mistake where they'll turn around and be like, okay, we did the campaign. Let's go in a completely different direction now. And you're like, w- w- what? Wait, why? Wait, <laughs> yeah. do we have a plan to like push out? By the way, one of the problems Wix have... Is the fact that people associate weeks with easy and free. Yeah. Like, when you need you to know what? It's a premium model. The whole concept is like I have, I, have, I, have to say, I have to say something because every time I kind of I criticize weeks and I say like their problem is like they actually don't really have a problem. Yeah, like, they're, they're doing, doing well. well. <laughs> they're, no, I'm, I'm not, not sure like, they're doing no, well knows? according to their latest reports. But yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like there's always people who come up to me going, "You worked at Wix? I'm like, "Yeah," and they go. Do they actually make money? <laughs> and I'm like, I wasn't in that way, department. But you know, <laughs> you know what's, what's interesting? Because talking about brand and TV, so this is a super problematic brand. When somebody, like, it's not like Facebook when you know they're making money. They're a good company. You want to work there. It's like, do they make money? Yeah, that's, like a, no one that's, a, that's a bad brand. It's a bad perception. It's a bad, but weird brand is perception. Yeah. No, but it's, like it's, it's all lies. It's like people in America go, it's all white guys doing coding. It's, it's all lies. No, it's in Israel they try to understand it because they say, okay, this is like a really impressive brand to have coming out of Israel. And then they're like, okay, so do they make money? But no one in America turns to me and goes, I saw them in the Super Bowl. Do they make money? They don't have that I, concern. I, I, I would... I'm so, you think it's I'm, a Jewish I'm, nature to be yeah, always concerned about it. Yeah, like, actually, show me the shiny penny. Show me the shiny penny. Listen, my, my, my pity, small person inside me says, I don't think anybody in the U.S. actually turns around and says, no, in the Super Bowl, they might. They'd be like, Wicks? And again, but, but this, in Germany, they definitely, because Germany, it means whacking off. So, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's it's wicks easy. It. Y'all <laughs> Wicks at home. They actually did a small campaign, which, like, a couple of people did it in there. They have one of the cool things that they have at Wix that I've told other companies about, and they all want to kind of implement it, is the 39K challenge. Every couple of years, they turn around and say, everyone in the marketing department can come up and make teams, up to three people, and you can come up with an idea of what you would do with 39K, yeah. like, as a campaign. And then uh, one of the guys pitched, uh, and they involved me a little bit, which was cool. Uh, they were like... Uh, you know, this is a kind of an issue. We, you know, some companies change their name in different countries. The Wix decided not to. Every post that's ever made by Wix on any social channel has one guy going, "Do you know what you mean in Germany?" <laughs> and, like, and then I, I, I like, uh, you know, of course, when uh, someone asked me one time way before they did this, they said like, "What would you do?" I'm like, I would keep the joke running. Like, I would yeah. keep, I would make signs that look like accidentally I wrote it all over the place, just so that people would make fun of it and tweet it, like just uh, so they would create a huge kind of thing. So I don't know that's if they tweet. That's a smart move, but so like. 
actually then one of they made an ad where they like these two guys uh, three guys no three people kind of won and they made an ad where they go up to in Germany they filmed it and everything it was uh, people go up and they're like I wix in bed. I wix with my wife. Oh my I wix at night. I wix in the day. And then, like, a woman in the restaurant, she's like, I wix it to work. And you're like, whoa! <laughs> this woman's going out all out. And then all of a sudden, they go, you know, you should be wixing too. And but you know what's smart today. about this? This is getting, again, this is like getting feedback from the environment and building this into your marketing. This is a smart strategy. Yeah, I loved it. Actually, it was cool. I wrote, like, I wrote, they asked me, like, in the 39K, I had the worst job ever because I all day come up with ideas. Right. And now everyone's coming up with ideas. And they're all coming up to me and going, Jonathan, help us with the idea. And I'm like, I'm supposed to do my own idea. And I was like, I didn't want to even participate. And then, like, all of a sudden, uh, Omer looks at me and goes, you better be participating. I'm like, shit. <laughs> so, like, no, I wrote, like, three scripts for it. And they're all, like, super creepy and weird. Like, guy comes to the, the computer. There's, like, a tissue box near it and, like, a hand moisturizer. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, working on his computer. And they just see, like tissues all over the place and then you find out he's crying from how beautiful his website came out <laughs> it was like this thing but that, that was all because of the ads that we wrote but I think uh, one of the I best like examples about taking something from the outer world into your strategy is MailChimp I don't know if you heard about the Mail Shrimp campaign. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Did, no, it wasn't just Mail Shrimp. They had like a whole bunch yeah, of them. Yeah, but it started, by the way, they, had, like, they, six tiny they did a, a, hasut, a sponsorship okay. for a radio program by the way. He's trying to stab you, Roy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel the pain? And and, and, uh, someone from the radio show uh, went uh, to the street and asked people, are you familiar with MailChimp? MailChimp, MailChimp. And then someone answered, MailShrimp? And they said, okay, let's make a campaign out of it. And then they built the the six websites and everything. It was amazing. It was crazy. But it started, started from offline. The disagreement, in a way, is not about offline versus online. It's about specific mediums or formats. No, I'm just I'm so, kidding. I'm just saying that this I, is by a the way, co- I, company I, I, that... You really I got would, stabbed. No. Calm down, Roy. He wasn't really saying that. <laughs> I would also you. argue, by the way, that radio is bigger than TV. I don't know. But people commute more than they stay, than they stay in front of the... Yeah, computer. you kind of got them locked in a car. You can't really... Yeah, and, <laughs> and even then, did you know that... People said to me, like, I was like, you know, we had, like, a lot of messaging that we said about that specific subject on our podcast. You should listen back to us. And they're like, I go, ah, oh, you probably don't have time. It's all right. And then he goes, no, I'm locked in a car for 40 minutes on the way here. They're, like, on the way back. And I'm like, so you should listen to us. <laughs> our episodes go a little bit past Yeah, but 40, here's but an example, by the way, time. for a digital... Company Mailchimp, which was born by the way in two thousand and four, it's, right. it's amazing, and took they, them a while to kickstart. <laughs> yeah, no, it really took them a while. Um, the 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 main the parent company is actually a Rocket Company, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, this is not the main company. It was a sidekick, Mailchimp, and they 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 are doing sponsorship on radio, which is why what, 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 I mean what, what, even what is the connection but they found the connection and then they did the mail shrimp which was amazing uh, campaign um, so yeah so Bye. guys if you like the episode like share subscribe comment give us five stars yeah. everywhere advertise uh, it on TV yeah um, get it on television yeah, maybe do a radio show and mention us <laughs> a petition about <laughs> this is how I explain to my grandma what the podcast is I'm like it's radio but record it and you can play it whenever you want and she's like hmm <laughs> sounds lame <laughs> yes grandma guys I, let's be honest if you're here with us so far in this episode which is like 100 hours long you you like you, you like yeah you need to unlock your <laughs> then you'll need to unlock your <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry about that. if you guys are with us for the past uh, I don't know how, how much time like there's no there's no there's no here. I don't there's know I don't know what time it is yeah, it's uh, nice. uh, so you guys you probably like this episode so review subscribe share with your family 
Uh, and you know there are no holidays coming soon like we're over this so uh, it's yeah. like a mini gift you can give them yeah, <laughs> in between right. holidays this here's is a gift just because just because <laughs> alright bye. bye wait guys. wait 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 thank you so much for being here <laughs> oh yeah thank you, thank you. I mean, you're part I mean, of the team by now <laughs> I feel like you're just gonna stay with us yeah. <laughs> you don't need to go anywhere yeah, yeah. thank you so All much right. for being with thank us thank you for uh, having me guys yeah uh, he's gonna edit and it thank you Cyber Reason for and like thanks. having us this has been really fun except for the door that was slamming somewhere far outside right. I hope you guys don't hear it uh, <laughs> and Tom's shoes which I'm wearing and Tom's shoes that Roy's still wearing for these episodes alright bye bye